the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Monday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Colado and David Dawson. Happy Monday, guys. Yes. Hey. Good morning. Good, yes. December 11th. Salute and, and to one and all out there. Right. If you're listening on the radio, he just saluted. So very yeah, good. That's right. Yeah, I do that. Try to do that every morning for all our veterans out there. Yeah. In the meantime, we also like to start our week as well as our day on Wake Up with a Prayer. Today being the feast day of St. Damasus. So here we go. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. St. Damasus, instead of worrying about the short term of life on earth, you took God's view and looked to things that last. Pray for us that we may be able to look beyond immediate popularity and fleeting favors and choose to do the things that God wants us to do. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Amen. Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We will learn more about St. Damasus later on during today's show, but we have a wonderful lineup. Jacob Zumo joins us at 7 after you guys. I'm so distracted. We've just been having a lot of fun before yeah. the show this morning. Damien was on the drums yeah. like two seconds before I was supposed to start speaking. So uh, it was just it's just been a fun morning so far. But Jacob Zumo joins us at 7 after a Catholic artist in the Baton Rouge area. And he's talking about an upcoming gallery event he wants to tell our listeners about. So stay tuned for that. In 18 minutes, Alan Migliorato joins us. He's a co-author of Failing Forward, Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens Today, and he's going to be joining us to talk about how to raise Catholic teens in today's world. In 35 minutes, Dr. Tina Holland will be with us. She is the president of Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady University in Baton Rouge, also known as FranU. She has a few updates for us. And in 48 minutes, we're taking it over to the Cynical on the Lake in Metairie, the retreat center, where Eileen Harbison will join, join us. She is the executive director, and she has a few updates on how you can become closer to God through various retreats happening at the Cynical on the Lake. So looking forward to a wonderful show today. And Damien, looking forward to your weather report. What well, do you have for us? you're going to wake up to some cold temperatures, Man. to say the least. Uh, the good news is the wind really isn't blowing that much, so it's light to variable, which is going to make things a little more pleasant as the, the day goes on. In fact, we'll have abundant sunshine all day today. That's going to warm things up to a high of 62 and a low of 37. And tomorrow will be a tad bit warmer. High is going to be 60. But it should be uh, a good dry week. Uh, no rain in the forecast until Saturday, of course. Uh, could be a wet Saturday and Sunday, to say the least. So Seems prepare to be a pattern there. 
Yeah, huh? yeah. yeah but rains you know, on the weekends? Hey, hopefully it won't last long when it does rain, but they're expecting uh, some pretty good downpours on Saturday. Wow. Sunday, not as bad. But, hey, that's still a number of days away, and anything is possible in south Louisiana. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, temperatures in and around the area, Covington and Baton Rouge, both reporting 34 degrees now. Homa Thibodeau, it's 38. New Orleans reporting 44 degrees. And then over in Mobile, it's 39. And Gulfport, 37. And um, But, hey, come Friday, this past Friday, we celebrated our... Uh, our not birthday. only our birthday, but also our Christmas party. Yes, a lot of warm mm. hearts and love going around. It was. We had yeah. a, we had a great so time. So much fun. And, and we, I mean, I always appreciate everybody uh, who supports us mm-hmm. and and is is part of the Catholic mm-hmm. Community Media family. So it was. We had a great time and. Once again, all the love and support from all our listeners yeah. and viewers as well. Had a Thank packed you. house, and we appreciate all our volunteers who help us throughout the year. And we also appreciate you, our listeners. Don't go too far. Jacob Zumo's coming your way. Good Monday morning of the second week of Advent. I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's gospel comes to us from Luke chapter 5. One day as Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, were sitting there, and the power of the Lord was with him for healing. And some men brought on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed. They were trying to bring him in and set him in his presence, but not finding a way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on the stretcher through the tiles into the middle in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, As for you, your sins are forgiven. Then the scribes and Pharisees began to ask themselves, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them in reply, What are you thinking in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, Rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. He stood up immediately before them, picked up what he had been lying on, and went home glorifying God. Then astonishment seized them all, and they glorified God. And struck with awe, they said, We have seen incredible things today. Thank you, Father Chris Decker. And uh, we're going to be talking shortly with Jacob Zumo. Uh, as we're going to be talking about this event. You can give us a, like a little yes. preview of that, huh, Damien? Well, yeah, it's an event that uh, he's never done before. Jacob Zumo, as you all know, is a sacred artist here in Baton Rouge. He's well-known, and he's created an event entitled Sweep the Gallery. What he wants to do is offer all of his works, uh, the majority of his original paintings uh, in his studio, which he's is located on too. Interline Drive, off of Airline Highway and I-12, mm-hmm. and um, for the holidays. And he's taking 50% off his original works. Wow. Of course, he's got prints. He's got Christmas ornaments that he's made as well. Uh, and he also has the Mother Mary series. Uh, again, 50% off of those as well. It starts every morning this week at 630 Oh, wow. goes to really? 5.30. And uh, he uh, is doing that Monday through Friday. Then on Saturday, it's going to be from 6 to 9. So mm-hmm. uh, we're hoping to get a hold of him and uh, uh, kind of get get his take on why he's doing this. And uh, So but he's I, already I, open. 
Yes. Golly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I, so, I, you, you don't hear that, often, especially at an art gallery, too. Right. I mean, how nice right. is that? So you can go, before you go to work, swing by and grab you a painting. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And uh, as I said, he's located off of uh, uh, Interline, and uh, it's it's easy to get to. You see his uh, studio, yeah, it's right he's, there. and he's on the second floor of that building. Yeah, if you're, if you're coming in I-12. Yep. Uh, heading for downtown Baton Rouge. That's it's, and, and you cross airline highway. Gabby laughs at me every time I give instructions. You can't it's right miss there it. on your you, right. Yeah, That's you right. can't miss That's it. Right. It's a big white building. <laughs> uh, but uh, with that being said, uh, you you know, I've always, and I wanted to ask him, but his his Mother Mary series is similar. Y'all remember the artist Rodrigue who did the Blue Dog? Yes, yes. And he has. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. Blue Dog shows up and everything. Mm-hmm. To me, that is like his Mother Mary series. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and and he has a variety of the Blessed Mother in all shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. different colored backgrounds, and um, I I have a couple of originals myself of that, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I uh, just think he does wonderful work. I he wish really we does. were able to, to chat really with does, him. Maybe yeah. we'll get a hold of him at a, at a later date. Uh, in the meantime, there's an Advent evening of prayer and song that's going to be taking place uh, with the Regnum Christi Music Collective. You're going, where is that? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. It's at St. Peter's Catholic Church in Covington, and that's located on 19th Avenue in Covington. And the Advent Evening of Prayer and Song is going to be this Sunday from 645 to 830 in the evening. Uh, You can expect a beautiful evening of guided prayer songs directed by members of the Regnum Christi Music Collective, Hmm. and that's men and women. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they preparing your hearts to celebrate Christmas during the Advent season. It's going to be done in the presence of Jesus and the Eucharistic adoration with opportunities for the Sacrament of Reconciliation throughout the evening, free of charge. Wow. So, again, if uh, you're in the Covington area or if you want to venture there, St. Peter's Catholic Church this Sunday, December 17th, 645 to 830 p.m., should be a great evening. You know, it's worth the drive. The week before it's mm-hmm. Advent. Yeah, if you're coming in from Baton Rouge or New Orleans, you're you're only an hour away, and mm-hmm. you can go out to eat in Covington and afterwards or before, and just really enjoy yourself. There's so much out there, Damien, that's preparing us for Christmas. Doesn't oh, yeah. it seem like a whole mm-hmm. lot more? You know that yes. that that's that's out there. I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That uh, yes. that there's other uh, events. You know, we were what? talking about uh, Jacob yeah. a little bit earlier. Jacob Zumo. We have if you walk into our studios, you're looking right at one of his, mm-hmm. in my opinion, best works, mm-hmm. uh, and is Our Lady of Sorrows. And it's one of those paintings that, that the further back you get, the more realistic mm-hmm. it looks. Yeah. You know what I'm talking well, about? I, well, I know what you're talking about. The As a matter of fact, the image that we had for our Christmas card, we commissioned Jacob to do that last year. Yes. Yeah, it was beautiful. Nativity. Mm-hmm. Well, the bishop loved it so much, he was actually the first customer to take advantage of buying an original during this sale. Oh, no kidding. He went to Jacob's studio over the weekend. Yes. He and Jacob got to sit down. Jacob gave him a tour of the gallery, and the bishop loved the picture of the Holy Family, Holy family. That, he, yes. that he bought it. Oh, my goodness. For his, his own personal and, work. And he bought it half price. 
Well, yeah, you know, we're right? not going to say how much half price is, but, <laughs> that, no, but what still, we will say is you is. can take advantage of it right now. By the way, go to shop.jzumo.com, shop.jzumo.com. Uh, since we couldn't have him here this morning, you can go to his website, see all of his works, and also find out what you can do to uh, get one of his original works. Go. Or if you want to print, uh, you could do that and give mm-hmm. it as a gift for the Christmas season. That's a great idea. And we love, you know, we were supporting our artists in the area we Always. have some we have some fantastic mm-hmm. artists especially i mean we're talking sacred art and and sacred yep. catholic art and there's so much talent out there that uh golly yeah we want to promote these folks as much as possible because mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff we need to see out there one more thing all right when you make mm-hmm. your purchase if you mention catholic community radio or catholic community media he's going to take five percent of the purchase and donate it to the radio station. Wow. Oh, very nice. How about All right that? then. That's nice. Okay. Let's pack so, the place. <laughs> so, yeah. So if you go, mention, you know, that you would like uh, uh, your donation. He's given 5% uh, to, to Catholic Community Radio during this five-day, six-day sale. So, again, That's Jacob Zumo at shopjzumo.com. Go and uh, check out his works. At the same time, you'll be helping Catholic Community Radio. It's 15 after the hour. We're just getting started here, so don't go too far. Big Alan Migliorato is next on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for December 11th. Today we celebrate Pope St. Damasus I. Little in the life of today's saint was smooth and uncomplicated beginning with his decision to follow the Pope into exile in mid-4th century Rome. Imagine the irony when, a short time later, he returned to Rome and supported the anti-Pope Felix II. The irony continued when, in the year 366, Damasus himself became Pope in a disputed and divisive election. The controversy between Damasus and the new anti-Pope resulted in violent battles in two basilicas. So why is Damasus honored as a saint of the church? He was a holy man who was also a capable administrator and a writer of some depth. He was fierce in his denunciation of the heresies of his day. During his pontificate, Christianity was declared the official religion of the Roman state, and Latin became the principal liturgical language. He encouraged St. Jerome in his biblical studies and translation work. In a troubled and pivotal period of church history, Damasus stood out as a zealous defender of the faith, who knew when to be progressive and when to entrench. He served as Pope until his death in the year 384. The new Saint of the Day app is available now for your smartphone or tablet. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Yes, Hark the Herald, the angels sing. You're listening to Wake Up, tuning your heart to the truth. 19 after the hour on this Monday morning. Happy Monday, everyone. And when it is Monday, we have our regular friend, Alan Migliorato, with us, here to talk about teens, as we always do. And today's topic, raising healthy teens when it comes to sleep, stress, socializing, and cyber addiction. Good morning, Alan. Mm. Wow. Hey, guys. Good morning. I'm um, camping right now. I was telling Jeff I'm camping with my family. I'm out here in, uh, at, at Disney World. They have a campground out here, so we're, huh. we're out camping. Mm. I think it's a, it's a great time to have this topic because you don't get very much reception out here. So <laughs> I have to drive kind of 
off property to talk to you guys, but it's it's a great topic, you know, Damien. I thank you for you know for bringing that up and and uh, taking a break from uh, from our busy busy lives. It can really refresh us and, and kind of get us in the in the right spirit, not only for the season but just in the right spirit in general. And I think you know taking a taking a break as adults and letting our teenagers see that we're putting our phone aside or putting our electronics aside um, and, and really kind of catching up on our sleep, you know, sleeping in, maybe even taking a nap kind of in the afternoon Ooh. when you have an opportunity to. It's really, I think it speaks volumes because we're not just telling our kids to put their, you know, put your phone down, put your, put your iPad down, you know, get off. The, I know you're listening to music, but take the, take the ear pods out so you can hear my voice. And we're not just telling them that, we're doing it. Exactly. And that's the biggest, you know, the most important tip I can ever give to parents when it comes to raising teens is, you know, you have to lead by example. And if we're yelling something and we're not doing it, our kids just laugh at it. They're like, okay, yeah, whatever. It's like, you know, don't smoke, and then we pull out a pack of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Or, or I don't want you drinking, and then we have a whiskey cap, whiskey cabinet, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are we trying to tell? What are we teaching our kids? Are we teaching them to do what I say or to act like I act? And that's a big uh, life point for parents. It's like it can shock us into going, oh, my gosh. They're actually watching what I'm doing, you know, and sometimes it's not too late, but sometimes we've created or helped create bad habits in our teens that we wish they didn't have. Yeah. yeah. The uh, Well, sleep, let's start with that because that is critical. And I doing a little research for today's show, um, it's recommended by the American Academy of Sleep Medicine that ages 6 to 12 should get 9 to 12 hours of sleep each day. Teenagers 13 to 18 should have 8 to 10 hours of sleep, and I'm not sure they're getting that much sleep in today's world. No, I, I don't think anyone's getting that much sleep. Nope. Here's, here's part of the problem is when we have, when you have your phone, right, and I, I, I hate mm-hmm. to make the phone sound like the devil, but I, I want to <laughs> point out, like, there are, there are things that are very true about when, we, when adults worry and complain, or even we, in our own lives when we say things like, oh, it's your phone. There, there's no boundary. <clears throat> there's no, there's no, um, you know, line in the sand. Like you can reach out to somebody any hour of the night. They usually have their phones with them next to them on their bed when they're sleeping. And so if it buzzes, it wakes them up and they look at their phone. And once you look at the phone, you start scrolling on things that really, it's kind of your thumb is a different, you know, a different animal. It's doing its own thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're scrolling. And some, I was watching somebody the other day. This kid eating at a, at a table right next to us was like r- thr- scrolling on his phone. His phone was not even on. He just kind of like holding it and like rub, rub, just rubbing, rubbing his thumb like he was scrolling what? on it. Muscle memory. <laughs> yeah, you want to yeah. just knock it out of his hand and go like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Knock that off. Yeah, you know? like a genie in a lamp. Please ring. You know, I want to talk to someone. Yeah. yeah. How many wishes do you get there? Yeah. Now, and, and part of the problem is, you know, the, the sleep. When we wake up in the middle of the night, we really don't have that rest, that rapid eye movement. And, you know, scientifically, it tells us, you know, we need that. We need those, mm-hmm. those hours. And teens especially <clears throat> need sleep. Sometimes, you know, you look and go, why are you sleeping till 1 in the afternoon? Mm-hmm. Well, probably because they didn't get to bed till 3 in the morning, you know, because they're b- binging something on Netflix or Hulu or whatever they're watching. Um, you know, and you've got to be careful with that. So yeah. one tip could be leave your phone. You know, you go into bed. Leave your phone in the other room, and it's a good habit to start with your younger kids, especially if they're younger and they have phones, which I don't think is a great idea either. But, um, you know, some kids, they need it by middle school, you know, or whatever, just to, so the parents can stay in touch with them. <coughs> so leave them in the other room when you go to sleep so that you can get that, that sleep that you need. 
Yeah. Now, let's talk about stress, because a lot of young teens are having challenges with that as well, uh, whether it's peer pressure or group pressure uh, from their peers. Um, some are feeling pressure to even have sex, uh, changing schools, moving, dealing with housing. What am I going to do when it comes to my future? Because they, they've got to make a decision whether they're going to college, a trade school, or Go start working at McDonald's, whatever it may be, but bullying as well. Um, how, how do you, I love the fact that you're camping with your family. That's one way to relieve the stress. Um, what are some other ways that they, that they can, you know, relieve stress? I know laughing and having a good time with folks is one way for sure. You know, we, we sometimes don't put enough weight in the, the power of Scripture in our lives. Mm. And, you know, you can get kids, people rolling their eyes, especially teens rolling their eyes, you know. My, one of my favorite, I always say my favorite, one of my favorite uh, Scriptures is, Be still and know that I am God. And, and I really, I like to use that. I don't know if you've ever done that, that meditation, but you take one word away. It's mm -hmm. like, be still and know that I am God. You take a deep breath and you just say, be still and know you know, or a few words away, and then just be still, and then you're in the word just be. Wow. And so you're, you're breathing this whole time, and you build your way back up to be still and know that I am God. And by the time that we, you know, we use these deep breathing techniques, which we don't necessarily realize that we're doing, but now we're breathing deep, we're, we're reflecting on Scripture, and really it kind of puts things in perspective that, that God is in control. If we think we're in control, we're on a planet flying around a, a burning ball, you know, mm -hmm. we have no control over. If we're getting closer or further away, we, we've got to trust God. And, and that's easy to say. There are certain stress levels that kids have that can become clinical. And really, if that's the case, you know, find a good, and please listen to this, Catholic therapist that can keep us on track with our faith and not just throw medicine at us and not just you know, say, yes. well, you need to create boundaries with your parents and, be, and, and not bring God into the mix. Because if God's not the focal point and the driving force of our lives, it really doesn't matter how relaxed we are because we're mm -hmm. always going to have that stress. Yeah, very true. Mm -hmm. And that ties in with, uh, you know, socializing. Um, we, you, again, we're not trying to make the phone look like the big, bad, evil device out there. But bottom line is it does affect a teenager socializing uh, skills, so to speak, to the point to where now in college they're teaching courses on how to even socialize or create a, a general conversation, which I think is crazy. Uh, but the fact that you have to actually teach that to someone when they should already know that. I think that a lot of teens are becoming more aware of this um, just on their own, that they really don't they don't socialize in person that well, um, and and we can teach them that too. You know, like as as a parent, you know, look look somebody in the eye when you're talking to them. Have mm -hmm. the confidence yeah. to know yeah. that you are a child of God, and that what and yeah. you have just as much worth in this world as whoever you're talking to. So nobody is better than you. Nobody is less than you. Just look somebody in the eye and and have that confidence and and it's respectful you know i think it's cultural too like my family's italian so it was like you're going to look somebody in the eye when you're talking to them you know mm -hmm. and that was as a kid i remember hey look at me when you're talking to me mm -hmm. you know and it and it's something that sticks and maybe it's a little more abrasive the way that it came out but i don't think i didn't think of it that way growing up it was more like hey when you look at someone look at them in the eye shake their hand look them in the eye you know, and, and for, for boys, it was like, be a man, you know, like yeah. act like a man. Yeah. For girls, I say, look, be respectful and show the person that you're talking to that you have value. 
So look them in the eye, talk to them, and no matter what it is, even if you guys disagree about something, you can tell them, no, I, dis I disagree with what you're saying, but it, it makes sense, but I just disagree with that. You can have dis different disagree, uh, disagreements and differences of opinion um, and without, without looking away or shying away and not being able to, you know, to have a conversation with somebody. That's, that's a lesson that we can teach our kids from a young age. And you could also encourage them to, to join a team. That's why I love sports, because uh, I think team sports builds uh, some unity and also uh, learns uh, socializing skills, or a club in the school, or, or even a program of interest where there's other people that they can interact with. Yeah. Well, think about the things that you suggested. We have teams, clubs, or what was the other one? Uh, programs of sorts. Sports. Programs, okay. Yeah. Programs. Yeah. So all of these things have rules. Rules and mm -hmm. discipline, and they, re and they require commitment. So that, that's something that we're teaching our kids with everything. I love, you know, getting my kids involved with sports. If it's not sports, it's theater. If it's not theater, it's, it's some kind of chess club, whatever it is. But you have commitments, and so if you make a commitment to be somewhere, you keep it. You look people in the eye. These are commitments and discipline and training. So nothing happens overnight. But, yes, perfect, perfect example, Damien, is to get them involved in things that they're interested in, not necessarily that we're interested in, because that just pushes them further away from being able to socialize, you know, something that they're interested in. Now, Alan, since you're at Disney World on uh, vacation, I guess, of sorts or a camping trip, can they still reach out to you at AdventureCatholic.com? Yeah, you can still reach me. I may not get back to you until tomorrow, but you can certainly, you can certainly reach out to me today. <laughs> Good luck. That's right. Good luck trying to get to yeah. you. Yeah. Well, look, we hope you have a, a great week, uh, rest of the week. Thank you for being with us as well, and we look forward to having you next Monday. Don't feed the bears, Okay, Alan. always my pleasure. Don't feed Stop the bears. <laughs> All right, Alan Migliorato, co-author of Failing Forward, Leadership Lessons for Catholic Teens. And we hope you enjoy this segment each and every week because uh, having teens can be a challenge, but it also can be a wonderful experience, and we hope uh, you'll learn a little something along the way. Don't go too far. Dr. Tina Holland is coming up next. She is the head honcho over at Fran U. It is almost 30 after the hour on Wake Up. Thirty-five past the hour, you're tuning your heart to the truth. I'm David Dawson, along with Gabby Smith and Damian Collada, along with the smooth jazz sounds of Christmas. <laughs> Welcome back. I really, I should so have my happy. FM voice here. <laughs> All right, right now we're joined by Dr. Tina Holland. She's the president of Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady University, Fran U, that we like to call it, yeah, right here in Baton Rouge. Good morning, Dr. Tina. Good morning. How are you today? We are doing fine. And I guess now that the exams are over, things are kind of wrapping up over there this time of year, huh? Oh, things are wrapped up. Oh. We had our graduation ceremonies oh. on Saturday, and they were absolutely lovely. Fantastic. Fantastic. So what do you do now? I mean, are you just kicking back, relaxing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no. All right. Oh, no. Uh, we still have a lot of the after action from our um, from graduation and then uh, preparation for the next semester. Yeah. But we will take a, a few days off um, 
you know, right before Christmas until uh, right after the new year. And then uh, starting right at the new year, it's um, preparation to, to bring the, the students back. But I have to tell you, grad- graduation, um, though we have to kind of bathe in the, um, uh, the joy yeah. always of um, sending forth our, our grads, it's, uh, it's a reminder of why we do what we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so talk about, I mean, where was the ceremony? Where was the graduation ceremony? Yeah. Um, we, we always have it at the, uh, um, the River Center. We okay. don't have a place large enough on our campus for um, or commencement, and that's uh, even in the uh, December commencements, which are, uh, you know, quite a bit smaller right. than our May commencements. But we had about a... a about 140, 150 grads from all three schools, mm-hmm. the um, and everywhere from uh, the associates, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral level. Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting is the ages were from 21 to 61. Really? <laughs> wow! Yeah. Hope for uh, you, Dave. But then, wow, there is hope. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness! Wow! Wow! That is that is amazing. Yeah. And, when, and, and you're talking three different schools. You know, Dr. Tina, a lot of folks have been joining us for the first time because now we're on a couple of TV stations uh, doing the morning show. And can you just give us an overall of uh, Fran Yu and, and sure. the, the university well, itself? Well, we have, um, you know, we're Catholic and Franciscan University. that um, started as a school of nursing. And we're uh, three schools now down here. I think you call them colleges. But since we started as a school of nursing, we now have the, we added three schools, the School of Arts and Sciences, I mean, added two other schools, Schools of Arts and Sciences and the School of Health Professions. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we have uh, major programs in in all three of those schools. Our uh, largest school is the School of Nursing with uh, undergraduate nursing, your typical BSN. Um, but also the master's in nurse practitioner and the doctorate in, uh, and the master's, uh, I mean, the uh, doctorate in um, nurse anesthesia. Yeah. Um, the, you know, School of Health Professions has PAs and um, master's in um, nutrition, um, PTs, PTAs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a uh, it, it, rad uh, radiological technology, respiratory therapy, Goodness. and um, and then arts and sciences is your you know more traditional um, uh, theology, of course, right? Um, psychology, business, um, those kinds of pro- biology is the largest program there. It's uh, biology, human medicine. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, and and one of the fastest growing schools. Well, Dr. Tina, there is one thing that y'all do that is unique, uh, in my opinion, uh, is is you incorporate uh, the faith life in pretty much everything that y'all teach, right? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Our Catholic um, and Franciscan identity must be woven into everything that we teach. Otherwise, you may as well go to any other institution. Exactly. You know, my... Uh, assertion is that you should never be able to take anything that we do here and be able to pick it up and put it on another institution and make it, and, and it shouldn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, right. so anything that we, any course that uh, you have, any materials that we have should not be transferable to any 
other kind of institution than a Catholic and Franciscan institution. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And also knowing that the outcome that you have, uh, I mean, the, the these graduates that are going out there, when they are taking care of people, when they are serving people and such, it's with probably a, a lot different attitude than uh, most medical professionals would have, right? Well, it makes a difference, yeah. yes. They're more than functionaries. You know, our mission statement says, that we educate and form Franciscan servant leaders, and we do so in three ways. Mm-hmm. Be highly skilled professionals, integrated thinkers, and faith-filled citizens. And the publics really kind of tend to st- stop at the highly skilled professional. Right, right. But pro- there's more to life. There's more to uh, serving others than following best practice, so to speak. Yeah. There are, there, there's a... Um, an attitude and a disposition, um, and everything is relational. Um, we say that all Franciscan education is relationship-based. Yeah. Well, so is anything that yes. we do yes. that involves other human beings. Yeah, and it's all about, um, you know, mm-hmm. really putting Christ at the center of all of our relationships. That's that's beautiful. That important. Yeah, go ahead, Gabby. Yeah. Well, Dr. Holland, you know, we're wrapping up 2023 in just a few weeks. Looking back, how has FranU transformed and anything that sticks out to you as far as highlights that have been uh, within the last year as we reflect back? Oh, well, gosh, the um, having this uh, first semester in uh, St. Francis Hall has yes. been um, uh, remarkable. Um, it's made, you, we talk about relationships. It's really helped us to have a physical sense of place, and it's really mm-hmm. helped to um, uh, make building those relationships much more um, natural, mm-hmm. much uh, physically much easier, and boy, we can see the difference. Wow. And That's in cool. other, other things, you know, this past year we restructured our, um, our student life so that we could yet further... Um, uh, keep Christ at the center of everything that we do yeah. so that now student life is all um, about uh, Franciscan student life. Mm-hmm. It's uh, truly Christocentric. Um, that's, that was a huge accomplishment this year, um, formalizing that approach to student development and you know, it also helped us to maximize some talent that we have uh, in a young man named uh, Tyler Trahan, who I think you all know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Yeah. he's really taking us to another level in that um, in the area of, uh, of student life here. Nice, nice. Dr. Tina, this is Damien. Good morning to you. Uh, where are you all at with the grant where uh, Faith and the Family, uh, uh, that you guys were given a grant to do that study? How's that coming along, and have you been able to implement that yet? Well, there are. Uh, I think they just hired, well, actually, one of our grads to help in the um, implementation of that. Uh, Dr. Brian Pedraza yes. is the one who's on the ground with that. So I have to honestly tell you, I don't know the details of exactly where he is, mm-hmm. other than that he is following his um, his proposal to the T as he, as he typically does everything. Yes. Um, so I would I would ask that we we pray for Brian and his family as yes. he just lost, uh, his, lost his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. please uh, do pray for him. But the man um, man works hard because I uh, you know he's motivated by um, 
he's really motivated by his faith. The uh, the grant though um, is uh, promises to uh, really increase yet our are already strong existing relationship that's fantastic uh, between brand new and the and the diet and, and and it's nothing new it's a hundred years old dr tina we have to we have to break away uh we have to go now but uh we're looking forward to talking to you again thank you so much for joining us and thanks for having me all right merry christmas all right when we merry come christmas. back when we come back uh gabby's going to be talking about eileen arbison it's 44 past the hour on wake up It is 48 past the hour. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Clotto and David Dawson. Our next guest is Eileen Harbison. Eileen is the executive director of the Cynical on the Lake Retreat Center in Metairie. Good morning, Eileen. Thank you for being with us today. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. Well, there's so many things happening at the Cynical on the Lake, and this is the perfect time of year for people to go on retreats or maybe think about the retreats they will be attending in 2024. But let's talk about one that has been floating around quite often, and that's the Women of Grace series. Tell us a little bit about that. So the Women of Grace series is actually a series of days of prayer that are offered by women from across the Archdiocese and beyond to kind of help, um, help us identify ways that God works in our lives. So these women are teachers, mothers, sisters. We have a, a consecrated virgin, Claire Gallagher. We actually have a mm-hmm. sister of the Seneca, a sister who was here many years ago, Sister Kathy Scott coming in to present a day of prayer reflection to help us all authentically hear God's voice in our lives so that we can encounter him more fully and live joyful lives. Eileen, obviously there's so many things happening at the Cynical on the Lake. As we look forward to the next calendar year, how far in advance would you recommend people to book a retreat at the retreat center? Because some of these fill up within weeks. That's correct, Gabby. Um, I really encourage people to start planning for their sort of their spiritual journey of 2024 now because, you know, we make resolutions at the beginning of the year, um, but sometimes putting them on a calendar, like actually making a plan Mm -hmm. to attend something can help us to stay faithful to that commitment that we're making to God and to ourselves. So our Women of Man Reese retreats do fill up very quickly we have been blessed to schedule several new ones. So we have a total of 19 that have been scheduled since January of last year. Um, many people are already registering for retreats in the fall because it's a nice time of year to be wow. here, uh, be on mm-hmm. the lake and it's cool and everything. So I really encourage people just to start looking at the offerings that we have. We have Women of Men Retreats as well as our traditional women's silent retreats that have been scheduled through um, the end of 2024. That's great. And the location of the Seneca on the Lake is absolutely gorgeous. It's kind of tucked away, like you said, by Lake Pontchartrain and just such a peaceful area, the peaceful grounds, a perfect opportunity to really connect with God. But let's talk about silent retreats, Eileen, because... Uh, 
I've been on a few of them and they can be kind of difficult for the talkers, uh, but it can be really fruitful. And I say that because I found that to be a challenge for myself uh, because I just wanted to talk to other women on the retreat. But in the end, after three days of being silent and, and really just being in a prayerful uh, state, I guess, for the weekend and really following the retreat, it, it was a really uh, rewarding experience. Talk about how that can really connect us with God and how maybe we can encourage other people to take advantage of those silent retreats coming up. I think it can be overwhelming to people the thought of being silent at the beginning, <laughs> but by the end of the retreat, the comments that, that women make about what God was able to do over the course of the three or four days is really just, it's, it's profound. It's amazing. Um, I wanted to share with you a comment I received last night from someone who just completed a retreat yesterday, a Women of Man Research retreat. She sent me this message. She said, I can't tell you how wonderful my retreat was. It was as if the Holy Spirit tailored it to me in my life. And everything at the Seneca was perfect. Thank you so much. Um, so what I think happens is we get quiet enough to be able to listen to God and listen to the Holy Spirit. And it's just so hard to do that in our busy everyday lives, you know. So mm -hmm. coming here and having this silence where it's really kind of the norm during the retreat, it, it really opens up just a whole possibility of, of hearing God in a new and exciting way, really. That's amazing. Well, another event that I've been seeing on social media, Scripture and Sips, and you have a you had a wonderful turnout last month. Can you tell our listeners uh, how that went and when is the next one? Sure. So last month we did something called Cocktails and Catechism. It was the second time we did it, and it's basically a trivia contest among the tables of people who attend. We had 80 people there. That's the largest event that we've had of this nature. And people just really enjoy themselves. So you do trivia questions, but they are all pointed at helping us understand our faith better. So they're not just huh. kind of, you know, random questions. They're really things that help us think about our faith. And then you get to share with the people at your table, their prizes. It's a lot of fun. The next two events that we have, though, are a little bit different, and it's more of our traditional format for Scripture and Sips, which is to take a story from Scripture and unpack it in three half-hour sessions, which includes a sip of different wines that kind of um, are tied into the theme and, and the evening. So, for instance, on January 31st, we're doing Pinot and the Patience of Job. So we're going to look at the story of Job and um, sample three different so Pinot Noir, Pinot Grigio, Pinot Gris. Um, but it's really a nice opportunity to apply Scripture to our everyday life through discussion, through the presentation, and, and really just through the intercession of um, all those saints who have gone before us to help us to understand Scripture better. Eileen, I think I need you. I think it's, we need wine to read Job. Job's hard to read, you guys. <laughs> Good and it point. Kind of <laughs> if you're going to have wine, have it with Job. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one cannot be a silent retreat if you're sipping on wine amongst the group, no, huh? No, no. no it's, it's, <laughs> not it's, um, it's very interactive, but <laughs> people who maybe just want to listen, they are also able to do that. One thing that impressed me was um, I had a woman comment that her husband has really been away from the church, but he comes to these events 
to sort of, you know, stay connected to God and to Scripture. And, of course, I believe that, um, you know, that God is going to bring yep. all of us, mm-hmm. you know, back to um, our home, the church. And so we're yeah. hoping that it really is an opportunity for people to reconnect with God and learn more about the events that we have here at the Santa Claus on the Lake. What a great idea. I love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Eileen Harbison, Executive Director of the Santa Claus on the Lake Retreat Center. You can go to neworleansretreats.com for more information. Thank you so much, Eileen, for being with us today. Thank you. Have a great day. You Salute. too. Definitely check a look. Take a look at those dates. Yes. Cheers. Uh, yeah. Sounds like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, good. And today, again, as we mentioned earlier, is the feast day of uh, Pope St. Damasus. So let's offer up a prayer on his behalf. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Please pray for us that we may be blessed with the true purpose of spreading God's word with love and humility and look beyond immediate popularity and fleeting favors, choosing to do things that God has designed for us to do. Pray that we may live fruitful, Christ-like lives. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time with some wonderful guests. Clara Willis, Superintendent of Catholic Schools in the Diocese of Baton Rouge, joins us. Julia Scarnato joins us. She'll be telling us a little bit more about what the Hispanic Apostolate is up to in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And Matt Estrade, founder of Catholic Aging with the Peace with Dementia Rosary, will give us an update of what he's up to for the month of December. Thank you so much. Also, don't say it enough to our wonderful producer, Jeff Blackwell and Karen Cotton running video. Thank you so much for making the show look absolutely amazing. And thank you listeners and viewers for being with us today. Have a wonderful Monday. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.